Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Just like the events of Avengers Endgame, we are here to save this podcast. Woo! What did you think about that cliffhanger, Jerry? Oh gosh, it was intense, wasn't I it? I was on the edge of my seat. Somebody was, snapped their finger. I was yelling. Was yelling. it Thanos? And then I had to wait. Was it us? All this time. Nobody knows. For the rest of this podcast. But now, we're going to give you... The most accurate top 10, I think, that has ever been put together, compiled, yeah. if you will. It's it's the be-all, end-all of Marvel top 10 lists. So, without any further ado. It is top 10. The top 10 MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe movies ranked. Our personal selections. Our personal selections ranked. I love it. It's <laughs> a this pretty exciting lead-in. Um, so let's lay down some ground rules, Jerry. Okay. Um, ground rule they? number one, mm-hmm. we are only allowed to consider movies that officially are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. What does that include? Oh, a lot. Any movie post-Iron Man 1? Yes. Produced by Marvel Disney. Uh, okay. So it has to have a Marvel logo. Well, did Disney... When did Disney buy Marvel? I think maybe because definitely before that. Well, because I think like at least two Iron Mans came out before Disney bought okay. Marvel. Sidestep that. Nothing to do with Disney. Don't listen to Disney. If it's got Marvel, uh, the Marvel beginning, and yes. it's part of right. that universe. It doesn't matter. I'm going to fall into the... I'm, I mean, I'm falling into your demands. Okay. I'm just saying you can't count any of the X-Men movies universe oh, because gosh, I love they're produced by Fox, although Fox is going to be owned by Marvel, and some of the new right. ones have Marvel show up before them. But technically, as far as we know to date, they do not exist in the same universe, correct? Yeah, as far as I know. Okay. 
if there is a movie outside of the Marvel Universe that directly references the Marvel Universe, it's fair game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's so we're gonna have to have honorable mentions here. We do, right? Okay. <clears throat> Let's yeah. get started. You want to go first? Uh, and we're going. Oh, shoot, you I've didn't? Got... Did you not rank these already? Yeah, I've just got eleven, and I'm really well. One of them is an honorable mention because I got a couple of those. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna have to figure out which one I, I all right i've got my honorable mention okay that out of the top 10. are you ready now you're supposed to have this done pre-show so my top my number 10 yes is going to be and you're gonna you're probably going to scold me over this okay wait my, wait wait before you say your number 10 okay we're gonna have probably a lot of the same ones of course so we're just gonna discuss them once and then when the next person says it if they have a similar one we'll just kind of that's whatever. fine Go ahead, number 10. My uh, number 10 is going to be Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, The reason I'm putting it, I guess I would say, that low is because... That high. Well, yeah, I guess it's that high. You don't have it in your top 10? I'm not telling you what is in my top 10 yet. Well, I know you love that movie, though. I know you've liked it. I do love that movie. You've liked it a lot. But the reason I'm going to put it at 10 is because I don't feel like it's got the backbone. The gravitas? Yeah, really, that the the other movies have, like the weight. I feel like Ant-Man's been used as a side character. It's like a side thing Marvel's doing. I know they brought him in in Civil War. That's great. I know he's bringing... He's coming back in Endgame, uh, uh, Infinity War Endgame. Um, but he feels like an an extra character, gotcha. right? And I love Paul Rudd and everything he's done. I love Paul Rudd. Even as in Ant-Man. Wanderlust? Yes, I love Wanderlust. Interesting. You don't like that movie? Um, No, I do. it's funny. I like him. I didn't think that movie was that good, though. Holy smokes. Do you remember the... the... I don't really remember the movie, to be honest. Wasn't him and Jennifer Aniston or something? Yeah, but don't you remember the scene where he's in the bedroom and he's like, you want this dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, what a, he's got great one-liners. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about Slap that. Slap in the bass. Yeah. That was, that's I love in, you, man. Uh, I, I love, love you, man. That's yeah, a good that's movie, a good though. Movie. That's a great movie. So, either My way. favorite thing on the side of I love you, man, <laughs> is when they go golfing, and I still say this all the time, Yeah, and... He's like, we're going to go golfing with the girls. And he's like, no, 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 I don't, don't golf with women. And uh, so then they go on the golf course. And uh, and one of the girls is just like hacking and hitting the ball like two yeah. inches. And Jason Siegel just like throws up saying, he goes, this is my nightmare. This is my nightmare. <laughs> so every time I go golfing on like an outing, I'm like, nah, I don't golf with women. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that because yeah. I didn't, I don't remember that part. This is my nightmare. This it, is my nightmare. Yeah, rewatch that scene. It's very good. Anyway. I love that movie though. I do too. Um, yeah. So Ant Man, I feel like uh, I love. I do love the movie, and I think Ant Man and the Wasp is really good too. They, they definitely didn't make my top ten, but I like Ant Man and the Wasp. But it's not a top ten movie. No, it's a fun sequel, but that's about I, it. I only think I, I just think that it, they've used it as a side character. I like the character though. Um, just. Kind of extra. Okay. You're going to be blown away that I don't have one of one movie in this top 10. Fair enough. Go ahead. Okay. 
I will let that explanation rest, and I'll do my number 10, Iron Man. The first Iron Man, original okay. Iron Man. Yeah. That is um, probably a little high for most people's list or low for most people's lists. I think a lot of people would have it higher, but my reasoning putting that in, it's funny because you, when you said Ant-Man, you were trying to justify it being lower. And now, I mean, I feel like 10 is pretty high. Ant-Man at 10 is, I think most people wouldn't have that on their I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Now, Iron Man, I'm throwing in there because first of all, it's possibly the greatest origin movie of any comic book character we've ever seen by far yeah i would agree and it, it's amazing that they they did that as the first one yeah and it's the first one but i mean the main reason it's on there is because it started everything it did so it, it, i mean it, it created the the marvel universe and they did it with a character that nobody really paid attention to. i mean that's what's amazing about it nobody knew really in the general public didn't know who iron man exactly was. i mean we did yeah. but the general public doesn't know what he is. They're going to start. They're going to make Iron Man. All right, John Favreau's like, I'm going to make this movie. He, I think here, here's what caught people's attention with that movie, in my opinion, is that so with people that knew comic books originally, they were immediately caught like Iron Man. They're doing an Iron Man, like not something you would have thought that they would pick right off the bat. I think and, a lot of people immediately brought intrigue. And, and like, what what are they going to do with Iron Man? And how are they going to make a movie out of it? So you were, like, sold right away. Then you have the other people that, that weren't into comic books. And they're like, what's this Iron Man character? And they find out about him. And they're like, well, I want to see that. Because it's a guy in a suit flying around and he's a billionaire. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it works on two different ends where people were drawn to this character right off the bat. Because they wanted to see it on the big screen rather than read about it. Because most Americans are lazy. I think pre-2008 there was a lot of chatter about that. When that movie said they were going to make that movie. And it was just a lot of... Well, it's because they don't own Spider-Man or X-Men. Or, or you know, Fantastic Four or any of the big Marvel properties. So they got to go down the list and they got to make Iron Man. Because that's all they got. Well, makes sense. But it was a negative vibe people were putting out. Yeah. But anyway, John Favreau decides to make this movie and fights tooth and nail to get cast Robert Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Okay. This he was not in a place in Hollywood at that time where he no, was, he was um, a popular actor. I would say he had a lot of issues and um he was a, a big liability for the studio to even uh, he had to really convince them to cast him. Right. But he really believed he was perfect for a role. Turns out he's Probably the, that's the most that's, perfect casting that's ever existed. I I can't tell you a guy that would be a better Iron Man or could even do Iron Man. I don't even know if I could tell you. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. could play anything. He's um, but amazingly I, brilliant. I'm just saying the character of Iron Man. Like, if you look at the comic books, I don't know who could play that character other than him. Right. But, like, no. Like, with Batman, I can name, like... 10, 12 different people right now that could play Batman. Yeah. That could do Batman. I think John Hamm needs to be the next Batman. Yeah. It's too old, but, but that's a debate for another day. It is a debate, and I'm going to argue about it. Um, <laughs> well, but but Iron Man, I do not see anybody else but Robert Downey Jr. in that role. No. And, it, and once he's done, don't bring him back. No. You can't bring him back. And that's nothing to say that, I mean, it's literally... Beat for beat, a perfect movie. Yeah. I mean, everything about that movie is perfect. It's a perfect origin story. 
Robert Downey Jr. is the perfect actor. It was a perfect storm of a movie that started all of this. And you better bet we wouldn't be where we're at today if that movie didn't work so well. If that movie was bad, we're not sitting here waiting for Avengers Endgame right now. We're not waiting for Spider-Man Home or Far From Home. We're not waiting for Captain Marvel. It would have never been made if that movie, first movie, was bad. Yeah. If they cast somebody other than Robert Downey Jr., none of this would have happened. I I agree with you. You're selling me big time on why that needs to be there. And it's the best Iron Man movie. Iron Man 3 is also very good. Iron Man 2 is not great. But that's enough on that. Let's go okay. to your number nine so as we don't stay here for five hours. So my uh, my number nine is Captain America. Which one? Captain America. The first Avenger? The first Avenger. I want to see you justify this. You don't think it should be in there? <laughs> no way. What? I don't put that. No. I love it. Go for it. I love. Tell me why. Tell you why. I'm a military guy. Okay. I don't know if you know this. That's what I love about it. I love how they, how they took this, how they put in a movie, this little skinny kid, and made him into a super soldier, and then they. When they, I think the Red Skull is an amazing character. He is, and a great the, in in uh, and he's a great villain in Infinity War that he pops up. Amazing. Anything with the U.S. and Nazis in it, I kind of love. <laughs> I'm in the back. I'm in the back for. L- l- don't make me seem so, like I didn't like this movie. I really like that movie. I just couldn't put it in my top ten, but it's a very good movie. I, I could because I I the first time I saw that movie, it just it blew me. I saw it in theaters. Uh, and I've watched it probably, shoot, I don't know, 10 times at home. I mean, at least. And I love it. I love that movie. I love the character of Cap- Captain America. And I think it set up Captain America perfectly. It did. It was a great origin. To show how he's going to like partially lead the Avengers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just... Really liked it. And then there's another movie that follows that that I feel like sets it up even better. Yeah. Um, that gives you like more of a backstory on characters, you know, that we'll talk about soon. <laughs> but I, uh, Chris, I think Chris Evans is another one that I don't think you could uh, replace. I don't think you can replace a Captain America successfully. Oh, I disagree with that. I think. Uh, I, I like Chris Evans. I think he plays the character perfectly. He doesn't have they put the charisma. A beard on him. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I love him as a character. I love Captain America. Uh, it got it got a little rough for me in Civil War, uh, because I just don't like the way they wrote some of the stuff that he was doing. Um, but I get it. I get it. I don't know in a lot of ways. Yeah. Anyway, that's a good movie. It's a good origin. Red Skull is always nice to see. Red Skull was a perfect character, and the dude that plays him is amazing. I can't remember his name now, but he was uh, Mr. Anderson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. In uh, The Matrix. What's his name? My number nine. Ready? I guess. Are you looking up his name? I I was going to. (laughs) How did you know? Could right. you hear my clicking by chance? Actually, I'll do it on my phone. Go ahead. My number nine 
is also a Captain America movie. Is it? Yes. Okay. It is Civil War. Oh, okay. I'll tell you why. No, I... Go, yeah, go. Um, For me, that movie, it was really... So it wasn't the first team-up movie. That was um, uh, Avengers 1 and was Avengers 2. They were both out before um, Civil yeah. War. Yep. Civil War was the best of them to that point. It really felt like an amazing team-up movie. Go ahead. Sorry. Hugo Weaving. Yeah, I knew that. Hugo Weaving, yeah. Like Hugo Weaving, but Hugo Weaving. What a strange name. Yeah, it's probably fake. That dude, man. He's good, though. He just, he kind of looks like a villain. Yeah. Like. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, he's in been. There's a, a poster image of him as Red Skull. Yeah. I just, you can't. The character is amazing. And then. They didn't use him in uh, Infinity War. Yeah, he was... Oh, him. No, he was all CGI, wasn't he? In Infinity yeah. War? Yeah. They used his voice. Yeah. But he did. He was not ever present for filming. Hmm. Anyway, Civil War. Civil War. Well, now that you've derailed my thoughts. That's fine. Um, I thought it was an amazing team-up movie. It was a lot of fun. The action scenes, the fighting scenes are brilliant. The fight in the airport, amazing. Um, but you know, the unveiling of Spider-Man. Yeah. That you can't beat that part. Amazing. And then even before that with him and, uh, such a short part of the film too, with him and Tony Stark before that in Queens, how they jump around the different areas is great. Um, the use of Ant-Man and, you know, giant man, um, fantastic. Giant man was really good. So that, that's another part that sold me on Ant-Man was that yeah um wasn't that the first appearance of black panther yes so i mean a lot happened in that movie and that movie was you know it might not be one of the best plot wise or thematically yeah or dialogue or stuff like that but as far as pure fun at the movies and spectacle and you know things like that 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 movie was very good your number eight Th- that was civil war that was Civil War was my number nine. So okay. now you're yeah. on eight. That, that is my number eight is Civil War. Oh, there you go. That's where Captain America kind of ties in a little bit uh, with that. So why at eight? What, what's, um, what do you get out of that movie? So kind of the same with you. Like I love, uh, I love how Iron Man and, and Captain America clash, but I do feel like the reason – I think the movie as a whole is amazing. Like the fight scenes are amazing. I love how they put in Black Panther. I love, absolutely love how they put in Spider-Man, even though it's such a small part. Um, But it is somewhat annoying to me about the argument there. I feel like it's just weak. Yeah. It's just a weak argument to where I don't feel like it needs to cause that big of an issue. I don't know that they did that aspect of the movie as well as the comic book. No, they didn't. They did not. Yeah. What I do like love about that movie is the villain. Yes. Well, I would absolutely agree. Um, the biggest thing is like where I loved Captain America, where Chris Evans comes out strong as like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy that saves the United States. I'm going to be the guy that leads 
like a charge for something. I I feel like he somewhat has that in Civil War, but I feel like he's I don't know, they they portray him as a little bit like sketchy. I don't know how else to explain it like um not necessarily sketchy, but like outside of the the realm of what the US needs to do or what the Avengers need to do. I shouldn't say US. Like outside of what the Avengers need to do. I think they portray it more as like uh, a Tony Stark movie, an Iron Man movie. Yeah, they do, for sure. But you got to remember his character is coming out of Winter Soldier. Ex- yes. Where he's felt betrayed by the government. Right. So that's, 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 that's kind of big... the mindset of that. Yeah. I love the scene where um, uh, Black Widow lets him go in the hangar. Right. It's good. I just she's, I love the villain great. and I love how he's not a super powered villain. He's just this guy has who's a ma- manipulated all these events to make all this happen. And and for no real reason other than revenge. That's all it is. And then at the end it's basically just like, well, I've done what I needed to do and I'm going to shoot myself or I don't remember what happens at the end. Yeah, I don't really remember either. Didn't he shoot himself? I just really want to get to number seven. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go to number eight. <laughs> My number eight. Captain America. Uh, oh, really? Winter Soldier. Okay. All right. Okay. God, Great. Man, I, I wouldn't have guessed this much love for the Captain America movies. but um, uh, Me either, actually. Num- number eight, I'm giving Winter Soldier because, um, <laughs> f- first of all, it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Second of all, Robert Redford's amazing. Yep. He is absolutely in it. Yeah, continue. I just it blew me away that he was that uh, evil. I guess like I didn't I didn't think he was going to be relatively evil. Yeah. Also, go ahead. The introduction of Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. who as as a character I love. I still collect the issues. Yep. But my main reason for that is because it's not a comic book movie. It's not. Um, it's a spy not, thriller. Yeah, not in the aspect of what the rest of the comic book movies it, have been. In tone, in plot, in everything. Structure. structure. Like structure of the movie is completely different. It's almost a perfect movie. Uh, I, and it's a spy thriller, and I it's agree. not a comic book movie. It's a spy thriller that happens to have a guy That's who, has tied a, to Captain who has a red, white, and blue outfit on. Yeah. But you put him in a black jumpsuit. And you yeah. can make a Mission Impossible movie. You know what I mean? You can make a the the char- but the character of the Winter Soldier is amazing because he's kind of an offshoot. You know, like you you don't pay attention to him, but he comes in in big ways when he needs to be. Yeah, you know, and you don't know if he's gonna come in. I in love a how good they're using way, him now, and you don't know if he's gonna come in in a good way or a bad way. Right. You know what I mean? And he, it's like, I don't know. Let's see what Bucky does. You know. And it's it could be this or that. I th- I thoroughly believe that after Endgame, Chris Evans will not be back. No, Bucky's going to be. I Captain believe America. that. Uh, yeah, Bucky, the yes. Winter Soldier, will become Captain America. It's happened in the comics. Yep, it's and either that or Falcon, one of the two. I don't want it to be Falcon. It needs to be Bucky. I do like Anthony Mackie too, though. Oh, for sure. That's I I do it's like. Not him. that interesting of a character. That's the problem. I don't think Falcon has the backstory or. Anything. I do like his uh his like gizmos. What's he call his little uh robot bird? 
There's a name for it, but I can't remember. I, what I, don't, it is. I don't know. What anyway, it is. Winter Soldier, for pure fact of it, completely threw the genre out the window. It throws superhero films out the window. I think it was the first superhero movie, other than Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That completely changed. We're talking Marvel though, and elevated what a comic book movie could be. Yeah, completely so, agree. Number seven for yeah. you, Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> a lot come of crossover. Look, come here. look at my list. A I, lot of crossover here. Yeah, Captain America: Winter Soldier was my number seven. That's why I started laughing when you when you said. First, when you said Captain America, I started laughing, and then you put Winter Soldier, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Wait, so your 9, 8, and 7 were all Captain America movies? Uh, Let me see. Yes. Wow. They were. But I guess I had two of them in mind, so. The, yeah, and like I said, I'm a... Well, first of all, Civil War is not a Captain America movie. It's basically no, an Avengers movie. It's an Avengers... No, it is absolutely an Avengers movie, Um, but I just put... I put it more heavily on Captain America because of, I guess, just because I was talking about civil, like I was talking about Captain America prior to the movie. But um, I don't know. I just I look at that character because I I guess I need him to be a certain way, right? And he just wasn't that way in that movie. But I but the movie as a whole, as a Marvel movie, could is definitely in the top ten, right? Uh, Winter Soldier again. That character, you turned me onto that character because you. I remember being in your house and you were showing me like the whole run, like everything you had of Winter Soldier, and I was like, man, I really need to start looking into this. So, Comicsology looked into Comicsology, started reading a bunch of Winter Soldier, and man, that character is just so good. Well, okay, let's not to mention. Um, two weeks ago, it would have been now. Um, we did our top five indie books. Your top two were both Ed Brubaker. Yes, and he and he created the Winter Soldier. I think he created him. No, yeah, he absolutely and created. He wrote him. that and whole run, which revitalized Captain America, revitalized the franchise, spawned the whole Winter Soldier into its own franchise of so comics. That's what I was gonna say. Is I think the the reason why I love that that book so much is because of Ed Brubaker. Yeah, like because of his writing. All of his writing that I've read bef- before that was stuff that I loved. Like it, 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 I just, I don't know. Like, um, I just naturally liked his writing and liked his stories and all of like his tone and the way he writes just translate in, translates into the winter soldier and makes that story really good. It's kind of like a, like you said, a spy, like a spy thriller type story that Ed Brubaker does so well yeah. because of the fade out, because of fat, Fatale, because of Criminal. Like it, it all ties together. And when you get up to, I think a lot of those books, uh, like prepared him for what the Winter Soldier is for a superhero. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if he's going to do a superhero book, I don't see him doing anything else than what Winter Soldier is because he's, um, like military you know like like we said spy but you can you can make it a little bit noir detective like aspect of it right you know what i mean yeah it just it it lends itself very well to ed brubaker's writing style and i think marvel did a phenomenal job getting him into that into that spot absolutely and you know another thing i remember when that movie came out that i loved was it was probably the first 
superhero movie that you could go to people like your parents that don't know mm-hmm. or want anything to do with comic book movies and be like, watch that movie. And then they'll come back and be like, that movie was amazing. Right. And they you don't even know it's a superhero movie, you know. But that's – it doesn't matter. Like if you if you were to come to them and say, hey, watch this comic book movie called Winter Soldier, they would have a different outlook at that movie prior to watching it. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. coming into that movie, they'd be like, uh, you know, it's a comic book movie. So you're going to think of it differently. But the, my point is, there's a whole lot of people that automatically dismiss comic book movies and don't want anything to do with them. That and that's now my it's point. a small minority of people, obviously. That's they're that's making my, billions of dollars. But. but that's my point is like if you if you say the words "watch this comic book movie, Winter Soldier," they're going to come into that movie with a different attitude right. and say, well, "Maybe I don't really like it." But if you just said, "Oh, you want a good like spy movie or thriller?" Right. Watch this movie called Winter Soldier. Right. I agree. And we gotta remember when that movie came out, we weren't this far down the road. No, we weren't. What year did I don't that even come think two thousand? You could consider twelve comic book movies to be a genre kind of on its own. Now it's it, a whole. It is now. It's it's, a, it's not even a just a genre. It's it it's a franchise. Like, like a what you know there was westerns. There's comic book movies. Yeah, you're there's right. This that whatever. Yeah. All right, let's go on. So that was my seven. Your seven. My seven is um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh man! Okay. This um, <laughs> I'm so confused on what your top really is going to be. Okay, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, I think is an incredible movie. Um, I think Tom Holland yes. as Spider-Man is fantastic, but Robert Downey Jr. in that movie is amazing. Their interplay is great. Marissa Tomei is Aunt May. Incredible. But what really takes the cake of that movie um, is Michael Keaton as a vulture. His whole storyline, they show his pre-story. You sympathize with him as a villain. And then that car ride. I can't get over that, dude. I can't get over that car ride and the way Michael Keaton played that whole. I mean, Tom Holland did great, but Michael Keaton drove that scene. And it and it was driving a scene through a rear view mirror inside the car, like looking at his eyes through there when he's like looking up in the mirror and you see from Tom Holland's perspective. Oh man, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. It's, it is so good. I mean, and going with my theme so far, um, that's, it was like a first for them in a movie. It was a kind of a, um, a lighthearted teen comedy version of a comic book movie so it was something different inside the genre of comic book movies just like winter soldier was a spy thriller and just like civil war was whatever and just like iron man was the first and an origin story spider-man homecoming was a john hughes movie it was you know it was 16 candles spider-man yeah you know it was not 16 candles think of a better john hughes movie breakfast club sure it was that (laughs) and it had everything it had all the beats and it hit them all perfectly it was perfectly cast and, you know, you could easily, if they didn't have Michael Keaton, you could easily look at the Vulture and be like, this is not, this is going to be a bad generic villain. A throwaway character, yeah. But they give the villain its due. And this is something that Marvel hasn't always done very well. Yep. They don't have a lot of good villains. They have Loki, fantastic villain. Yeah, absolutely. But, but he's in, like an anti-villain almost, like an right. anti-hero, I guess you'd call it. But I mean, as far as, in, I'm talking pre-Thanos, 
Yeah. To that point, they just had not good villains. Whereas DC and Batman is always, you know, villains were the movie, you know, right. They, they are. And, um, you know, they didn't have that at Marvel and, you know, to take a character like the vulture, I can't get yeah. over it. And to make that, and and not only he's that, not a main villain. But the amazing thing about that movie is that this guy isn't a villain at the beginning of the movie. He's a no. scrapper, and that's yeah. the great thing about it. He's scrapping the remains of the attack on New York. Yeah, and it, it's just he's so turned, cool. He's turned into a movie because of or a, a movie. He's turned into a villain because of like societal pressures and like what he needed to do to save his family. Yeah. Basically government bullshit. Yeah. That's what it was. But also I just, I, I think it's, it's genius. like an underdog story for one guy and right. he ends up turning into a villain just because Spider-Man's around. They actually had to go out of their way in that movie to make you dislike him. Th- yes. Because it could have been easily not the case at all. Right. And the only reason you don't like him is because of like the, the weapons like well i mean that's what i mean they weapons and... They, and it doesn't even get till the end of the movie when he kills somebody yeah and they they you feel like they threw that scene in because they're like wait people are gonna like this guy too much yeah and you've got you've got to hate him at some point you know now, i mean this doesn't take anything away from earlier spider-man movies the toby Maguire movies which i loved i loved all of them but three well okay. i loved one and two spider-man one and two very good yeah um who was three, the villain and i guess two? i shouldn't say i didn't you know, I think three gets a bad rap because of the whole black suit turning weird, you know, dancing, dancing down the street thing, disco dancing. Um, what was the villain? San- Sandman two? was in that, right? Yeah. But Doc Ock was in too. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a good one. It was great. Doc Ock's really good. All those were good and they're amazing, but this is just different and it doesn't have to be better. It is better, but yeah, everything from his suit his suit is to his eyes and they, they've perfected the suit and what Spider-Man should look like. But you get just, like I said, it's a perfect storm of Tom Holland being perfect. Yep. The look being perfect. The tone being perfect. The John Hughes aspect, the aspect then, of it being a high school movie. And then because, Robert Downey Jr. Cause that's what it is. His relationship with Iron Man, yeah. which, that, which is amazing. And I did up later. Yep. And then the villain. So anyway, we can move on from that, but it's a great movie. Nonetheless. So you're on to number Six. Okay. And it is Thor Ragnarok. Okay. I love this movie. It's not super serious. It takes place after a lot of things happen in the whole Marvel Universe. Um, I So I think Hulk gets a bad rap in a lot of his movies because his, his standalone movies haven't held up. Which right. I, I liked, personally. I like him, too. I, I, I really do. I loved Edward Norton as the Hulk, honestly. I did, too. I did. Um, but Thor Ragnarok, it gives a little bit more... Um, it, uh, what, it gives more to the character of Hulk, because he's only Hulk in that movie, right? But it shows him as more than just Hulk smash. It shows him as, like... Gave the him... Hulk talking to someone and the Hulk acting like a child because the Hulk is kind of a child. Right. You know, he's kind of a like an adolescent that doesn't know any better. Yeah. And you learn that there. You learn it in the comic books, but you learn it there. In, in the comic movie. books, there's kind of an evolution of Hulk. Yeah. And there's different versions of Hulk. Yeah. And they're doing that in the movies. But if they're doing it so subtly that 
if you don't know that, you probably wouldn't even you wouldn't pick, pick up pick on it. Up. Yeah. And so Thor is a character I love. I love Chris Hemsworth as Thor. I think it's phenomenal. Um, but that movie, when they, especially when they're fighting each other, gosh, that's so great. When he like comes down out of the sky and just he could like just destroy him, you know, and he doesn't. He won, but he they stopped the fight. Uh, I don't know everything about that movie, and then you get Valkyrie in. Involved with it, too. She was phenomenal. And and, uh, you're forgetting um, the, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Goldblum in that movie. Oh, Jeff Goldblum is fantastic. That is the perfect role for Jeff Goldblum in any comic book movie that you could ever get. It's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum in a comic book movie. And it's great. Yes, exactly. um, The humor in that movie is incredible. It's so fun. Yeah. It's It's still got heart and... Yeah, it's that's a great pick. Yeah, Thor I, Ragnarok is by far the best Thor movie. It's it's almost like a it's like a Guardians movie wrapped up in a it is. Thor and Hulk movie. And that you know, I really loved um, the director of that was I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Taika Watiti. Watiti, yep. And um, I think he's New Zealand, right? Yeah, he's uh-huh. anyway. He voices um, what's the Rock guy's name? I think that he's the voice of him. But he is, yeah. Anyway, I mean, that and that part's fantastic. It's hilarious. Thor Ragnarok is based on the comic. <laughs> what's, what's, he, what's, that car- what's that guy that he's holding? I can't remember. And he's like, oh, oh he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Valkyrie, too. And Valkyrie's going to be big going forward Yep. in the franchise. And yeah. she was perfect in it. Um, No, but that was heavily based on Planet Hulk. Right? Yeah, all, it's all based off Planet Hulk, yeah. Um, my favorite um, Easter egg of that movie is on the tower, on the planet. Okay, they have the faces of the champions. I think one of the faces is Hulk, and there's another face for somebody else. On the side of that tower is the face of Beta Ray Bill. I never noticed this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yes. I I, I and just, I don't know if that's just... going to be a throwaway. Probably type of thing. I love the character of Bay Bay Ray Ray Bill. Bill. Yeah. So I'll, we can move on. My number. Um, what are we on? Six. Six. Is Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Really? Yes. I think this movie is fantastic. Um, it has oh, okay. so much going for it. Yep. You don't agree? It continues. <laughs> I think it has so much going for it. I'm a huge fan of the Guardians franchise love in general. It. Um, but there's a lot of heart to it. I love it. Um, I just love the whole storyline. I, I think it's. Um, I, I just think it's it's more of the same, in some ways even better, than the first movie. Yes. And um, I've always said that. I've said it since the movie came out. I think it is better than the first Guardians. Okay. I love the first Guardians. Yes. I know where the first Guardians is going to rank in your <laughs> list. You think you know, but you don't know anything. I, I think I do. I think I do know. But Guardians 2, to me, is... And it was a sleeper, too. I'm going to say, I mean, I as much as I absolutely adored and loved Guardians of the Galaxy, I in no way thought there was any chance that they would be able to hit another home run. Yeah. But it was even different than that, because I wouldn't even say, oh, they hit a home run, because it was a completely different movie. Than the first movie. Absolutely. And it was, it was such a small story. 
in a in a cosmic universe. Here's what catches me in this movie. They give you so much humor and uh what do I say like humor and like affability, I guess you'd say. Like it's like you can laugh at everything that's happening. It's so fun. But yet there's a, an extreme amount of like heart behind all of that. It's heart and, and just like devastating not devastating necessarily in a bad way but but it, it, somewhat in a bad way to star lord's character yeah. like he's he is so invested in his dad he that like he all he wanted was to find his dad and then he found out like holy cow i'm part of like this bigger thing like i could be almost like a god you know what i mean like i i'm i have so much to look forward to and this guy knew my mom and you know and he came, he came, his dad comes to him as like, of course I knew your mom and I loved her. She was such a great person and everything you remember of her, like I remember of her and she's great. And then all of a sudden it takes this turn where he's like, wait a minute. Like you said, you loved my mom, but I don't, I don't think you loved her the same way I did. Right. And it takes this turn and you can see it in Chris Pratt. You can see the realization. Like you can see him like, wait. Like, this isn't the same thing. Right. And it's amazing. It's amazing to watch that turn of events, but yet still keep the humor in it. Yeah. You can still laugh at all of this stuff and be like, man, I feel bad for this guy. But yet, uh, oh, shoot, why can't I think of him? Um, The big guy. Uh, Thanos? No, the big muscly guy. Oh. oh, Uh, Why can't I think of his name? Drax. Drax. But then Drax is standing there like, I'm invisible. <laughs> if I stand really still, you can't see me. Come on. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you make that work all in the same movie with a freaking raccoon? Right. You know? No, it's... it's and I love the introduction of Mantis. And the music? The amount of money they spend on this music? Yeah, the music is great. It's just the very fact that they can take probably what was the to, biggest... To me... That's a perfect. That's how you make a perfect movie. And and to take what was the biggest and in, in scope and most cosmic um, movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And then to have a sequel where everybody's thinking, how can they top that? Yeah. And then they make the smallest story. You know what I mean? Yeah, they it's do, incredible. They, do. they make it like a. Uh, yeah, it is so a small story. Small story. It doesn't feel like it, and I know most people are thinking probably not on the same page. And then me. the whole like I'm Mary Poppins, y'all coming <laughs> yeah. back to save him, and uh, he finds out like I've got I've had a dad all along with the with I, I, I completely forgot about that part, but it's the best part of the movie. Exactly, I cried about you know yeah. that movie. He comes back Yondu. and saves him, and and dies for him. Yeah, spoilers. But come on, yeah, you know you can't. You can't beat the heart and like the emotional aspect of that movie and the weight of it. And Michael while... Rooker is a goddamn national treasure. Yes, yes, as Yandu yeah. is at least. <laughs> that you can't. That's that's amazing. I yeah. love it. So that was my number six, and your number five. My number five. Ah. Is... <sighs> Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That movie blew me away when I saw it in theaters. That movie was legitimately incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I saw it in 3D. You have to see it I, in I did 3D. As well. 
because I think that is the only way you can see that movie in theaters anyway. I mean, um, it's so I would put it on the same aspect as Avatar. So I saw Avatar in 3D, and ever since I saw it outside of theaters, like on regular TV, it's never been the same. No, it's not. So Doctor Strange mean dances with wolves in space. Yeah, that <laughs> movie. It's literally dances same. with. No, wolves. I know. Uh, Doctor Strange is somewhat close to that. I think the story is just is better in Doctor Strange because I like it better. But it is hard harder for me to watch it because it's not in 3D. Um, just because of the effects. They like sell the effects. They sell they 3D do. televisions, Jerry. I don't have that. I don't have those things, Chris. <laughs> I have a TV that works, and I haven't replaced it. There you go. Um, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is or batch. I say it wrong every time. I think he's a really good Doctor Strange. I think he fits the character really well. I think it's a really good origin story for the character to get to know him because it is a strange <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. It is a strange character to understand. Yeah. Um it's one of those out there comic book uh properties that would be hard for the general public to get to know. But I think they did a really, really good job for the very first movie of Doctor Strange for you to get to know him, who the, who he is, who the character is, what he's doing, and how he relates to the rest of the Marvel Universe. I, I would bet. And, I would be, and why you need him. I'd be you need that character. Willing to bet um, that the majority of people, even that were that liked comic book movies to that point, probably didn't know that character unless they played a video game you know, related mm. to Marvel comics. Right. Um, they probably didn't know that character. That's it's, probably the first character they've done that nobody's heard of that isn't somewhat in the know. Maybe Ant-Man, you could argue, but, um, you know, and for them to do that and for it to work so well. Yeah. And the, the only reason I knew anything about him prior to the movie is because of Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith had talked about him a lot prior to the movie coming out on a lot of Oh, you, were, you didn't know Doctor Strange? I mean, I knew... No, I knew the character of him. I just hadn't read a bunch of I okay. hadn't read any of the stuff really. So I started reading more about him and reading actual comic books of him. And I was like, "Man, this character's got so much stuff yeah. that falls right into my wheelhouse, like everything I love." And reading up on him and then seeing the movie, I just fell in love with it. So I think um my first exposure to Doctor Strange um well, first of all, Beside that, there's a really phenomenal animated Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. I, I don't know if um, it came out prior to the... What's that called? I can't remember. But it's it was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is it, anymore. I think it still is. And I I just glanced over it, what, the, what that movie was called. But it's like Doctor Strange and something. I mean, it's a great origin story. It's, um, it's Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme, yes. Because he is. And it's really good. Um, but um, even before that, I think it was probably... I mean, I think he popped up in the animated Spider-Man show from the 90s a couple times. Okay. But um, any real exposure came from a video game. I can't remember what the name of the game was, but it was a Marvel team-up game where you like were overhead and you could have multi- multiplayer. I can't remember what it was called. It was a good game, though. Yeah. But um, no, that was definitely phenomenal movie yep i mean doesn't get much better than that except for my number five that you think is better than my number five um 
I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it's Thor Ragnarok, which we've talked about. Okay. Uh, again. And I had it at six. My reason at number five for Thor Ragnarok is... Now we're in the top five, so these are the best of the best. Yep. And that is one of the best of the best. And it it it's not... It's one of those movies that, like... Um, it's timeless and it's really hilarious. Yeah. And it's nonstop hilarious through it. And there's great, it's again, like you said, the first with the Hulk being, having a real role in anything. Right. Um, and, but the big standout to Thor Ragnarok is Chris Hemsworth. It is. Yeah. Um, I feel like you gain more from that movie and learning about Thor and learning about his character than you do out of the Thor movies. I think you gain more about seeing how brilliant of an actor Chris Hemsworth well, yeah. is from that movie. I challenge everybody listening right now to watch Thor Ragnarok, and then right after that, watch the first Thor movie. Because yeah. it is 180 degrees a different character. Yeah. And he, he speaks with a Norse Viking accent yeah. in the first movie, for most of the movie. Yeah. He kind of plays it like a... You don't really. I mean, he's perfect for the role, of course, in the yeah. first Thor movie. But you can tell he, the role is his looks. Yep. In he Thor wasn't Ragnarok, in the character yet. He shows incredible range as an actor, and I think that guy, as a leading man, could do anything after yeah. that movie. I, I mean, I agree with you. He he completely broke that. I mean, I know he had some glimpses in like the first Avengers movie, and yeah. he showed his humorous side, but. That movie's incredible, and I think it's just because it takes you on such a ride to a whole different world. It's like nothing you've seen before, really. It it moves like from the beginning of that movie where he's fighting, uh, what's that guy? Where he's fighting that like uh, demon guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The big demon guy and whatever. It's like it is. the Ragnarok guy. Yeah. So he's fighting him, and then it goes to where he's like a gladiator, and then it goes to where he's like. Saving everything. And, like, his interplay with Loki. Um, Perfect. And they're, they're as brothers, their kind of interdynamic play is yeah. amazing. And not only do they have funny scenes together, um, their relationship really starts, you, you kind of learn the complexities of it. And it, it's a really good movie all, all around. Super fun. And the fact that it leads directly into Infinity War, like... The end of that movie is the beginning of Infinity War. Yep. Is just, to me, it's incredible. Yeah, how they did that, the way they did that is amazing. My kids love that movie. They, that's all they ever want to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so that was your, what was that, five? That was my number five. Five, yep. So we're getting into four. We're getting, I mean, this in general is the top five, but now we're getting into the real. My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right. Very first one. Because the whole reason I put it at number four and this high is that they took a property that literally nobody knew about. We we talked about how a lot of people didn't know Iron Man. We talked about how a lot of people didn't really understand Hulk. If you didn't understand those people, you certainly didn't know Guardians of the Galaxy. For sure. I mean, it just was out there. And I remember when they... As a comic book fan, I didn't know them except for the animated movies. Kevin Smith is way more in-depth with comic books than we have ever been, I would say. And he, I remember, I absolutely remember the podcast where he was like, 
well, looks like uh, Marvel's doing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie when they announced it. And he's like, we'll see what they do here. Was not thrilled about it. Thought it was kind of a sketchy move by Marvel. And I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't really know anything about it. And I didn't go and read the comic books because I was like, I just doesn't sound like anything I would really like. Then the movie came out. And it was the most fun thing I I had watched up to that point. Right. And it literally, like, threw me into this world that I never knew I wanted, never knew I needed, never knew it existed. And loved every second of it. And it made me so invested in all of those characters. It's something to say for, you know, not having, not coming into something without any idea. Yeah. You know, it, being completely wowed. That's what made it better, I think, for me, is that I was completely wowed over them not knowing, with me not knowing anything about it. And I, they did it perfect. Yeah. They, they, it was like, I don't know, like the visuals of that movie were just out of this world. It, it, was, it was just so good. Yeah, it was um, groundbreaking. I mean, yeah. the look of that movie and, it, and that, style. I, I really feel like Guardians changed Marvel. After that movie, it changed Marvel in a way. Everything has looked and been better tonally yeah. after that movie. They built off of that movie and made everything First of all, similar to it. Guardians of the Galaxy now is the background story for the entire universe. For all of it, yeah. No, yes. basically. Yeah, it is. It it builds off that. Infinity and War where is they, a Guardians is movie. Is that am I wrong is that where they started introducing the whole concept of is that the first Thanos? He might have Yes. No, no it is. I think. No, 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 no. Did he come in in a civil in a uh in a Captain America movie? I don't think so, but I don't remember. Maybe in yeah. Avengers, uh, Avengers. Maybe it was an Avengers movie. He came in earlier, but he was a, this he was is there. the story of Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. This is the background information, mm-hmm. um, and it's just an incredible movie all around. The soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, everything's uh, again, picture perfect. Like the amount of money they spent on on music is is staggering because the music that they play in both of those movies, Guardians and Guardians Two. I can't imagine the amount of money that they spent on this stuff. Yeah. Like, that was a huge budget. Yeah. Huge budget. Not only on visual effects, but just music. And to just turn (laughs) an unknown property, and then overnight, it's just like on every lunchbox, every backpack, everything, and to to be the most known property. Right. Of probably any Marvel movie at this point. (laughs) You know? It is. It's incredible that you can achieve that literally on a on a wednesday nobody yeah. knew anything about this and except for maybe seeing a trailer and on a friday it's probably the most known merchandised yep. marvel property that exists yeah and it turns into like i said like my kids love those movies my kids love guardians and they but, would have never ever i would have never introduced them to that ever before and now now my son is 5 now 5 and a half I, that movie's been out, been from a long time ago. He's maybe two or three when it yeah. came out, probably before that even. Yeah. 
you know, at a time when he w- didn't like any of these movies. I mean, he, he wanted cartoons. He didn't want to watch live action movies, but he yep. loved that movie yeah. from when as a two-year-old. Yeah. He would sit and watch that movie before he would even watch anything. Yeah. And there's a reason for that, you know. It's the way it was made. Um, should we go on to my number four? Yep. My number four is better than Thor Ragnarok. My number four is better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's better than Spider-Man and everything else we've said. <laughs> okay. It's Ant-Man. Really? You put Ant-Man that high? Yeah, I do. And I'll tell you why. Y- if you, you just follow me, Jerry. Okay, follow me down on a journey. I thought you... I thought you thought it was high that I put it at 10. No, I put, I'm putting it at number four. Wow. Going with my wow. um, reasoning here on this number 10, which I've explained many times before, Winter Soldier was a spy movie. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was a John Hughes movie. Thor Ragnarok, whatever. Ant-Man is a heist movie. Yeah. Okay, it's not really a comic book movie. It's a first mm-hmm. in the genre of taking... The gigantic world that is comic book movies, and then telling a small heist story, yeah, with perfect casting, yep, and Paul Paul Rudd is great and hilarious. Um, so he's yeah. perfect in that movie. But the whole movie is funny. It's light. It's fun. If you're looking at something as a pure movie, it's hard to have a better time at the movies than when at Ant Man. Yeah. You know, it's less heavy than anything else. Oh, that's, I don't feel like it's very heavy at all. And I, here's what really, it's, that's empty. Okay. Um, here's what really bugs me about DC and Marvel, right? Is that, well, what bugs me about DC, I guess I should say. So Ant-Man can come in and make, uh, Kurt Douglas, Right? Or was it Michael Douglas? Michael, Michael Douglas. I, yeah, Michael Douglas. Look like... Kirk Douglas was uh, Spartacus. Kirk was. I said Kurt. Kurt Russell, you're thinking of. I am thinking of Kurt Russell. You're right. I am thinking of Kurt Russell. Anyway, Michael Douglas. They made him look like... That was a first, I like think. Like a 30-year-old. Well, they did it with Robert Downey Jr. in... One of the movies. Remember, they aged him down to play. They did. That was. Um, he was a simulation in the movie when he was with his parents. Yeah. What movie Civil was War. that? That was in Civil that War. That was Civil War. You're right. Anyway, they made him look super young, and they can't take a mustache off a of Superman. Yeah. And make his mouth look normal. Yeah. Give me a break. Spend some money, and make that look good. Right. Because they took Ant Man. I mean, I'm sure it had a pretty big budget because it was a Marvel movie, but either way, Ant-Man was a movie that was just kind of, like I said, like a side character. It wasn't really tied to everything. It wasn't huge. It wasn't the backbone like Guardians was to Infinity War. You know what I mean? Like, you better bet he's going to have a huge role going forward. Now he does. He's but going to have a big role in Endgame, I think. N- now he does, right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, when Ant-Man came out, I don't know. They spent a lot of money to make Michael Douglas look young. Yes, they did. And they did a phenomenal job at it. Un- unreal. But it's just unreal. The for... special effects in that movie with the train fight and the train. Yeah. How is the train track set? Yeah. I mean, the special effects of that movie are, Incredible. again, this is it's their firsts. You've yeah. never seen anything like it ever. It's that incredible. was the first time you've ever seen anything like that. 
and they're taking they're taking these characters that people don't know and making them viable they're making them a viable like huge comic book character again after they've been put out years and years and years and years ago and and this is why it's perfect because okay this is why it isn't dc and and so marvel can look at this and go ant man nobody knows who this is right so marvel can go well what are we going to do with this movie all right well we can make a generic thor movie yeah but with ant-man it's like or we can just do everything completely different yeah yeah and make a comedy with amazing visual effects that um is a heist movie and it's a small story and nobody's gonna expect it or see it coming they could have went a whole different way yeah oh they could have made a really boring generic movie yeah but they didn't and they didn't that's what i love about michael pena yeah is incredible where did he come from yeah you know Ant-Man deserves its due. Nobody it will put it at number four, but I will. I didn't. I put it at ten. But either way, it's still in my top ten. Yeah. Because it is a phenomenal movie. Number three, Jerry. So my number three was Spider-Man Homecoming. Wow. I, I freaking love that it's movie It's such a good so movie. Much. I'm, I, You know, when that movie came out and I first watched it, I think I we talked about it. I think we might have seen it together even. And I said, like, oh, that's my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, you did right away. So I think maybe, and that's why it blew me away when you put it. What'd you put it at six or seven? I put it at seven. And I just, I think that's why I, I kind of laughed. And you're like, did it not make your top ten? No, it absolutely did. It's number three. Yeah, because it was impactful when you first saw it. I think maybe yes. some of that's faded from my memory. Not, not mine. I, it, I just think it's great. The, and I keep saying it. I'm going to continue to say it, but. Michael Keaton blew me away in that role as Vulture. Vulture is an unknown villain, really. Even, I mean, is he even that big in the Spider-Man comic books? Yeah, I mean, to a point, but there's he's not bigger. Like, he's not like a super villain. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. He's, there's bigger villains there oh, for that sure. Spider-Man's fighting, and they took him and, like you said, he was he was like a good guy in the beginning and just kind of struggling. And then all of a sudden, government problems and him trying to sell guns. But he was either way, he was still trying to do things to like better his family. It was all about his family, and it ends up where him and Spider Man are on the wrong sides of things, you know, yeah. from each other. But, but that car ride scene—you can't. That is the probably my single favorite scene of any Marvel movie right now. Is that one scene where you see Tom Holland sweating like crazy? Because he's a little kid, and he doesn't know how to act, and he doesn't know how to be a superhero at all yet, and he's still super intimidated by this guy because he doesn't really know his, he doesn't know the guy's power, and he doesn't know his own power, and he's just like infatuated with this girl. He's riding with this guy, and then they both realize like they're fighting each other. Yeah, you know, it's intense. It's so intense. They take something so simple. As going to a homecoming and make it like the most awkward, intense scene that you will get. And then they name the movie after it. Yes. And then they, yes. And then they <laughs> name the whole movie after it. And they should have. And they did it right. Yeah. I love it. I, you know, I, it's, it's really hard to beat that movie. And maybe I should have had it higher. I, I, I'll give you that. But again, 
I'm not bumping it for Thor Ragnarok or Guardians 2. It could maybe bump Guardians 2. I could probably move it up above that. But Oh, gosh, you're killing me here. We'll see. My number three? Yeah. Is Avengers Infinity War. Wow. I don't know what your top two is. You don't? No, I don't. No, you won't. <laughs> Avengers. I, Inf- I do think I know one of them. So um, Infinity War, it, There's what can you say about it? I mean, it's it's the apex it is. It's the apex. It's not a... Per- I mean, it's... I'm an emotional guy, and I I like the emotion in that. I like the emotion with Thanos. He almost makes you believe him. Yeah, for he, sure. He's a sympathetic villain, he, in a way. Yeah. I mean, he the way he says it, it's like... He's saying, like, I'm... There's no need for these people to suffer. There's, There's no need for, like, the world to be this bad and he and the only way to fix this is like is to, just to lighten it up a bit yeah and he's seen his own world crumble yeah and you he's know, like i don't want that to happen again he's um i he's the best marble villain yeah maybe outside of loki who's kind of not really a villain i don't yeah i don't consider him like a real villain i mean let's just beat for beat i mean it's amazing the fact that it starts right at the heels of thor ragnarok that's amazing mm-hmm we have a Hulk. Right. That, that whole first thing is an amazing scene. And then, when, spoilers, um, when they kill Loki. Yeah. I mean, it's genuinely shocking. Yeah, it's very shocking to do that right off the bat. And just as they've repaired the relationship. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, and then it throws you right into the next scene where the Hulk crashes into the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. And then you've got amazing Doctor Strange comedy. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got an amazing dynamic where he meets Iron Man and they have an amazing dynamic between each other. Right. And then you get an incredible fight scene right after that. Yep. Like a very incredible fight scene. And so, so they're doing everything right. And then there was a time where I was just getting aggravated. Where uh, Mark Ruffalo just couldn't be the Hulk, right? And I was like, "Why, why the heck are you doing this? You know, like just be the Hulk and fix this." But they they do it on purpose to to draw that out of you. They're like, they want you to feel that. They want you to be aggravated that he's not fixing this. But the whole reason is is because like he doesn't want to do that again. He doesn't want to be stuck in the Hulk. He doesn't want to be the guy who just smashes things. Yeah. You know, and the Hulk doesn't want to be out there right he's gonna be and then bam they throw spider-man in it yeah yeah. yes yes and then bam they end up on a spaceship trying to save dr strange and then and then they're stuck (laughs) it's just everything about it it's like the best iron man it's movie it's the best spider-man movie it's the best guardians of the galaxy movie yeah it's the The, best the best the best the only gripe i will ever have about that movie i i would say it's a small gripe but I feel like the only gripe anybody could have about that movie is the small, uh, like, problem that Star-Lord had. Yes. I mean, he had the gauntlet, right? Yeah, they had it off. They had it off of him. They fixed everything. And then he just gets a little too mad at the wrong time. Yeah. And ruins it. But it's also, you get it in a way. First of all... You get it, but in the aspect of saving the universe, do you do that? I mean, would would you? 
it's just pure emotion. So my only I know, but issue... would you let would you let the emotion overtake you to destroy, would. destroy the universe? I think Starlord would. The problem they had wasn't that scene. It wasn't that that's what happened. I totally buy that. The problem they have is they didn't set up Star-Lord and Gamora's relationship before that to a point where that you could believe that he loved her so deeply that he would react like that. Exactly. I agree with you. That could have all happened off screen, but they didn't set it up that way. Right. I agree. So they, they didn't. They didn't make you buy into that relationship. If you would have, if they would have, you put, know, you know that Star Lord feels that way to a point, but you don't know it's that deep. In in that movie, you are at a point where you believe that they had basically just started dating. That I mean, they did. No, I don't think they did. I think they just didn't do a good enough job establishing what happened in the meantime. And maybe they didn't do enough of putting that into Guardians Two. Yeah, but well, yeah, and and that's because Guardians Two was more about. But um, that whole him and his dad, that whole fight scene on the planet was incredible. Um, the fact that Iron Man keeps calling Doctor Strange a wizard, yes, yeah. is incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, he is a wizard. But outside of all that, the when they go finally to the planet to get the Soul Stone from. Um, well, yeah. the guide ends up being the Red Skull, which is amazing. Oh, my gosh. But that point where they're standing there and you have to give up something you love and Gamora just starts laughing. You don't love anything. And then there's yeah. just this silence and this desperation, uh, Thanos' <laughs> part. And then there's that slow revelation on her part. That it's her. That it's her. Yes. That he's doing this for her. And And, and she thinks she's like a throwaway daughter or not even a daughter like just this person that he's enslaved and doesn't care anything about and then she looks at him like oh no right she just like you actually love me right that oh my god terror of that realization and then him you know crying yeah about it is incredible and then they get the whole fight scene and then and he's like but he but he looks at her and i don't think he says this in so many words but this is what i got out of it is like he's looking at her is like all of this is for you. Right. Every ounce of what I'm doing is for you. Yeah. Don't you get it? It's heavy. How can you not love a guy for that? Yeah. You know, like, especially if you have kids, you know, like there's people that adopt kids and feel the exact same way. You know what I mean? And that's basically, well, I mean, he stole her, but (laughs) you know, he killed killed everyone that she ever loved and then stole her. But he, he feels that way. And it's, it's weird it's weird to have that with such a big villain, like such like a guy that's going to ruin everyone's day. Right. <laughs> you know. And then you get to the end, incredible fight scene in Wakanda. That's all great, just spectacle. And yeah. then they do it. They go for it. They go for that snap yeah. and then they end the movie. You know, Over. for them to take a risk like that, I wouldn't even call it a risk, but it had to happen. They ended it, it's Empire Strikes Back. You know, yes. they ended it on a down note. You know, every single person, I don't care if you never saw a Marvel movie before, you watch that movie, every single person goes, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't imagine the, the, what Endgame is going to do financially. My, so my best take of that movie was from Amy, because Amy doesn't know anything about comic books and i probably have the same story with marley she loves all the marvel movies but she hadn't seen that one yeah 
And so Amy just watched us recently, like a month ago. Yeah, Marley too. And and she watched it. She was off one day, and she's texting me. I'm at work. She's texting me, you know, throughout the movie. And then when it when it ends, that's all she texted me was what, like yeah. all in caps. And I just laughed. I was like, yeah, it's it's something. Yeah. And she's like, this this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is it's like, maddening? What's almost. happening? What's happening to this? She's like, they can't do this. They cannot do this to us. Yeah. And that's what she told me when I got home. And I said, just hang on. You to know, make like, a $2 billion franchise movie a cliffhanger is incredible. The ball that that, that can even happen. <laughs> they ha- but like I said, they had to. They had to do this. But, then to to... Ma- but on top of that, to make... And the Avengers franchise has had its issues. I think Age of Ultron wasn't a very good movie. The first Avengers, I think, was a good movie because... Well, we'll get into that later. But um, hmm. the, this isn't a, uh Avengers movie. No, it's this not. This is a Thanos movie. He's the main character of this movie. This is his story. Yeah, it's He's a, the it's protagonist a guardi- and the villain at the same time. It's a Guardian and Thanos movie. Yeah. Like, Guardians But are, this is... I mean, this movie's about Thanos. It is. It's 100% about Thanos. The second part of this movie is going to be about the Avengers, yeah, I feel like. I agree. Um, and, and new characters, yeah. really. So anyway, Infinity War number three, incredible movie. So, you're number two. Infinity War. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we covered that. Yeah. Uh, Do you have anything more to say about your reasoning for that? No, I mean we we covered it. I again, I just I, I forgot put to a say little though. more weight. I put a little more weight on it because I think it's a better movie than you do. Yeah. In well, you're probably <laughs> right, but. I mean, there's an argument that it could be number one because it's the apex culmination of everything that Marvel has achieved up to that point. I certainly struggled. I really struggled with my one and two. You're gonna, you're, you're not gonna agree with my number one, but I do. Okay, obviously. But in my theme so, of first, it could be number one. Uh, Avengers: Infinity is the first time that Marvel has ever made a movie about a villain. Yeah, and it's the best villain story that they've made arguments maybe for vulture uh loki you can't really consider I, I still think it's a better i think it's still a better villain than vulture but yeah villain wise i think it's better i i just i enjoy the dynamic between spider-man and vulture and i enjoy how uh you know michael keaton played vulture right i don't think the story of vulture is better than what thanos no is, and, and by again, any means they they made a movie about a villain. Yeah. And they did it really well. So my number yeah. your number that was your number two? That was my number two in Infinity. My number two after our heart wrenching um discussion of Infinity War, I'm reconsidering my positioning here because <laughs> I, I think I'd switch Infinity War to number two after that little inter- you know. Yeah. Um but I had number two at Doctor Strange. Okay. I don't argue that. I'll tell you why. Again, going with my first um, thing here. Um, first of all, taking an unknown character. Yeah. And Big time unknown. The ability of Marvel to have the clout to go out and get an actor like Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. to play this character, to me, blows my mind. Yeah. That he would do that. Do that. And then not only do that, but be perfect. Perfectly cast. <laughs> it's... It's Robert Downey Jr. level casting. Oh, easy. You he easily. Has, he has the perfect um, charisma. He has the perfect humor. He has a perfect 
um, do you think ego to be Doctor Strange? I mean, it's it's. Do you think the buildup, like the buildup from these movies, so like the the growing weight of every single movie coming up, ha- has garnered like why they get these people? For sure. So how did they do it with Robert Downey Jr.? Because he was in such a bad way? Yes. Nobody would cast him in anything. So it just was basically luck. Pretty much. That started all of it. Yeah. It's it's lucky that they got Robert Downey Jr. and he was so good at it. Yeah. To build the franchise. Right. That's what happened. And like isn't isn't that wild? My concern with Doctor Strange is by going out and getting such a big name actor that you have to then continue to afford that big name actor. I think they're going to afford him until they don't need to. I don't think so. They're setting him up as a long time run here. as Dr. Strange. He's going to be the head honcho. Mm, I don't agree. I think they're going to get one more standalone movie out of him. Well, maybe that's it. I think they're going to, obviously he's going to be an end game. And I think he'll have one more standalone movie after that, and then he'll be done. No, absolutely not. No way. He's going to lead the next generation of the Avengers. You think so? Absolutely, yeah. I'm positive Captain Marvel's going to. Well, I don't know. Anyway, back to Doctor Strange, because I want to oh, talk about why it's at number this. two. <laughs> um, when I went to see Doctor Strange, again, I'd never seen anything like it at the movies no, ever in no, my entire you, life. No, you have not. And visually, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you might watch it at home on your TV and not necessarily understand what I'm saying, but to see it in a movie theater in 3D is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really the casting on that and the humor and just how deep they've do- dove into trying to make a perfect movie. And I wish I could... What's the guy's name that... It's like his sidekick. What's his name? Oh, man. Is it Juan? Or... No. I can't remember either. He's he's a gem. Yeah. He he adds to this movie big time. If he wasn't in it, I think it'd be a different movie. Yeah. Um, because you need him as the... Uh, not necessarily comedic relief, but just a offshoot of how somewhat egotistical Dr. Strange Absolutely. is. You know what I mean? Like he just, he adds a little bit of uh, softness to the dynamic there, yeah. you know, and you need, you need him to do that. But yet he's still like, like a strong part of the movie. You know, he's like a strong character. Yeah. So it it's perfect. It's like perfect how they work together. They can work together so well, but yet he can still be somewhat like, uh, like, Goofy, yeah, in a way, he's serious but goofy at the same time. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I totally know what you're saying, and you know, it's not just that casting all around. Tilda Swinton. Oh gosh, she's, she's phenomenal. Her. You, you can't, you can't give her a bad role. I don't no. think. <laughs> but she it, can literally be anything. I think that I just, and I also love the whole, and you know, the part where he's dying. Dormammu and keeps coming back or Dormammu Kevin Smith would say but Dormammu I don't like saying Dormammu I like Dormammu better to be honest well you know I don't know if people caught that but he died over and over again what would be thousands of years yeah right yeah like for for lifetime generations yes they show you a little bit of that 
No, but he just but, continued until it ended. Yeah, but I mean, in the movie, it's twenty minutes. In the the reality of that world, to him, it was hundreds of years. I don't know how many oh, years. Oh, it could have. It was of more dying, than that. Oh, thousands and years, maybe. Yeah, millions of years of yep. him dying and sacrificing himself over and over and over and over again, and just, I think they could have given that a little more emotional weight. I yeah, I agree. It's hard. It, well, that was hard to do. I think it was insane that they even made the character of Dormammu relevant. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's an out of this world, legitimately out of this right. world character, but. That's hard for people to to grasp. Yeah, there's a lot about Doctor Strange, and but they, and they did they, they did it and it, it worked. They maybe skimmed the surface a little bit, and 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 they do, you know, they do. It's hard to believe that in that short amount of time they go from nothing to being Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, where in reality, in the comics, it probably would have been you know decades of studying. But sure, I don't really know that, but. Um, it, it's again, it's a, it's it's a visual. It's like nothing I've ever seen before, and that's why I got it at number two. Yeah, my number one is something you probably are not going to agree with. Okay, we've talked about it a lot already, but you already put Ant Man at ten. So, well, right, it's Guardians of the Galaxy two. Okay, I freaking love this movie, Chris. Yeah, it is my favorite. Because of the aspect of so there's a there's a double dynamic here. There's the main story of Star Lord and his dad and figuring that whole thing out and then and like being like part of the universe and getting that power and then realizing like I don't want this. I don't want nothing to do with this because you're wrong and I don't want to be with you or around you. But then there's also the struggle which has been present before this between um uh I always forget people's names while we're recording um between uh the green girl Gamora Gamora and her sister yeah Nebula that part is also amazing she crashes that that plane down and they're fighting there and then she like comes to the realization like I just wanted you to accept me as a sister right like I just wanted to be your sister Wanted you to notice me. Like, our dad kept taking pieces of my body away because of you. Right. You had no idea that this was even happening because you were like the goody two-shoe daughter that did everything right. And I'm over here getting my eye taken out, my arm cut off, my foot taken, and now I'm this cyborg thing. And that, like, hit me, like, watching this movie because, number one, I love Amy Pond. Oh. Uh, what's her name? Karen Gillan. Yeah. I freaking love her yeah. as an actor. One of my she favorite does, actresses. She does everything right to yeah. me. And even when she, I even lived that short lived show. I even like that short lived show selfie. Yeah. I, I know. I watched it too because I, I can't it. not watch her. Yeah. She's and incredible. So even when she's a cyborg blue thing, uh, I, she came across like super genuine, like, I just wanted to have a sister. Yeah. And you were my only thing and you basically like betrayed me. Yeah. And and now look at what I have. Like I have nothing. I am nothing. And you are like winning over the galaxy and our dad still loves you and you're trying to 
Kill him. Kill him. Yeah. Right. You know, and I I just love that double that double take right there. It's like two movies in one, even though it's ba- it's about Star Lord, obviously. But I I like that a lot. And then in between all of that, you have a ton amount of humor. And then at the end, you then it it's another whammy with uh with um again I can't freaking remember names because I'm dumb um with uh Yandu yeah Yandu coming in being like dude I've I've loved you all along too like I took you in as my son we are father and son regardless of actual ties yeah you know and the and they're coming down he's like. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. How can you freaking beat that line? Because he's like, <laughs> he says, what's he say? He's like, is he cool? <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah, cool. He's cool. <laughs> like, and Sylvester Stallone's in it. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. And then the whole, like at the end, they <gasps> celebrate Yondu's life, you yeah. know, even though they like discarded him, but he was doing things for, for Star-Lord, basically. Yeah. I just... To take... The emotional aspect of a movie that is funny is amazing to me. Yeah. And and it's like a... It's hard to do. It's like a space opera. To take, again, one of the biggest franchises that exists at that point, okay, after Guardians of the Galaxy 1, probably even bigger than Avengers at that point. Yeah. To take the biggest franchise that exists in the most cosmic scale adventure that's you know, uh, on par with a Star Wars or something like that, yes. as far as its scope and scale. It's scope, yeah. And then to make a tiny little movie about family. Yeah. It, it's incredible. It is incredible. And then... Uh, it's about family in all aspects. I mean, that's that's the whole movie. The, it is the entire movie. Um, and in every relationship, in in um, with Groot and... Yes. You know, with Rocket. I mean, that's Rock. you know, searching for... That's the to thing. belong, and that's the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing is a bunch of misfits that just can't figure out how to belong. And I feel like, so I feel like my whole argument forever, and and I'm sure you do too, is like my whole argument forever about comic books is to to relate them to people and to tell people like you will find something that you love about this these stories, regardless of how ridiculous you think they are. You know, you think that these stories are ridiculous because it's a picture book, right? But then you watch this movie, and there's a raccoon, and there's a tree guy that turns into a baby, a baby tree now. And then there's Drax, who knows what who, who he is, you know? And there's a green girl, and Star-Lord, and all of these ridiculous things that if you when you write it down on paper and read it to somebody, they'd be like, you are insane right. for saying any of that. But then you watch it on the big screen, and for us, like, reading a lot of... I haven't read Guardians of the Galaxy, but any other comic book, reading that kind of stuff and trying to relate that to people is hard to do. This movie did that. This movie related those stories and the emotional aspect and the part that I try to tell people, like... is why I try to tell people to, like, read Why the Last Man. Like, that's amazing. Saga. There's a huge story there, but a guy has horns and a tail. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's aliens and raccoons and talking trees. But look under, look past that stuff, and you're going to find something that you relate to and makes you want to cry and laugh at the same time. Yeah. And you then know? to do that and make it funny and fun and entertaining. And, 
And it'll make you look at your own kids and be like, man, love you, dude. You know, <laughs> like it just, it's something you can't, you can't take it for granted. And I, I think that that movie encompassed all of that in such a good short picture and small story. Like you said, like it's, it's a small encompass story and it's my favorite. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It's not as good as my number one. <laughs> okay. Which is the number one best Marvel movie. I think of I know what time. It, I think I know what you're going to guess. It's early. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the first one. That's what I guessed earlier. That's, what did you think it was going to be? No, that's what I told you it was going to be. That's that's what I told you it was going to be. Was that? Well, well, didn't what, I? What were you just going to say? Was you thought Well, uh, was going to be my first. Okay, well, I thought it was going to I thought it was going to be a different one. But I don't think I don't think it's a Marvel property, to exactly. What's it? Okay. Well, you can tell me later. I guess. Yeah, just talk about Guardians. So uh, the number one best one is Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, everything you said about Guardians two, yeah, for the most part applies to Guardians one. Um, not necessarily the small family story, but it's a movie about people trying to belong, and it's a movie about people trying to deal with their past mm -hmm. and it 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 was a flyer man again like we've said before nobody knew that movie would be what it would be and then from the very beginning with the soundtrack and you know the horrible was mom dying of cancer yeah and then to a transition into that fun soundtrack and i mean again it just caught everybody by surprise it's so fun it's so visually amazing. The scope and everything about that movie is just picture perfect. And it, it gives us Chris Pratt. Right. Yeah. As a, as a bona fide superhero movie star for the first time. It did. It launched him. And big time. He does it so much differently than anybody done it before. I, I think... Um, to be honest, I think it's just his charisma, like as a person, like him as Andy Dwyer in Parks and Recreation still comes through in his Star-Lord character. Absolutely. Even though you take him more seriously. Yeah. But he still has that goofy, uh, like childish, childlike, I should say, not childish, but childlike side. And you love it. Yeah. Like you want to love him. As that person, but he, yet he can still be a superhero. Yeah, and he can manage to do it in a completely different role in Jurassic World, and, and a completely different character. Right, and it works as well too. And he does the same thing there, not as goofy. No, not as goofy. A way more serious take, but he's still and not as superheroy. But you know, aside from that, I mean, all all the other casting in that movie is so great. I mean, Bradley Cooper is amazing. <sighs> oh um, that dude has blown me Michael away this Rooker whole year. Michael Rooker is amazing. Did you have you seen Stars? Not yet. No. Oh my gosh. I really want to see that. Holy smokes, dude! But back okay. to Guardians. It, it was just some, something so different and to take an unknown property, like I said, on a Wednesday, and yeah. then Friday have it be on every kid's lunchbox, and have it be the best thing ever. It's it's amazing to me, and and part of that's the soundtrack, and part of that's that comedy, and yeah. part of it's the you know, 
it, again, going with firsts here, it's the it's a, it's a sci-fi movie. Absolutely. It's not a superhero. There really aren't any superheroes it's, in it. It's not a comic booky type of movie. It's a sci-fi movie. It's more on par with Star Wars than it is with you know Iron Man. It's nothing like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. It's nothing like any of those right. movies. You're it's right. It's completely and different. It, and it's because of the characters. Again, like like I said, you you take a like a bionic raccoon and then a tree. I don't know how he was made, but that's a sci-fi movie. Right. That's not a comic book movie. And it's it's I think and and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, it's really the first attempt at Marvel or any comic book movie to this point mm-hmm. of world building. Yeah. Of building a different world. I shouldn't say any movie. I mean, they've tried it with, you know, Green Lantern maybe, or some of the yeah, other ones like that. Not, not successfully, well. but it's building out a whole nother world and universe. And yes, part of it takes place on earth at the very beginning, but that's it. You know, there's, that's it. There's just a really John C. Riley. Great. John C. Riley. What part was he in? Oh, he was uh, the commander of the. Uh, oh, he's the guy that like arrests Starlight. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, now I remember. But there's there's a special. Honestly, I think there's like a, almost like a a matrix that you have to follow in order to get the right people and the right thing together. You just, if you would have changed one person out of their role or one aspect of the story, like small aspect, even it don't think it would come across or work the same way. Right. It just was like a perfect mold of people, like just a perfect blend of everyone together to make a good movie. This is what scares me about guardians three is the whole, like James Gunn's gone. He's yeah. not directing it. It's you, you, you remove, really worried about it. Yeah, you remove that aspect of the movie, and because that's, I mean, and then there's and then, a lot of him in that movie, right? You know, as a director and film, so yeah, writer too. What's, I think uh, he wrote it as well. Drax, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Batista. Dave Batista. Dave Batista. He doesn't even. He didn't even want to make the movie. He doesn't want to even be a part of the movie because James Gunn's gone. Yeah. So how do you make that if he's not there? He's gonna be there. Uh. Because I, I keep hearing that Guardians is happening, it's gonna it's gonna happen. But James Gunn's not gonna be a part of it. So how do you recreate that? I'm super worried about that film. I want it as you and I could both attest to. We want this movie to be great. Right. We have it as our number ones. You know, you have Guardians. I have Guardians too. Those movies are good. Yeah. Obviously. So Guardians three. Boy, I mean, hopefully you do all right. I, we're talking Marvel movies right now. I put Guardians of the Galaxy probably in my top ten, if not top five, all movies. So what is? Let me ask you. So we got our we got our top ten. That's it. Uh, top solved. ten. We've got it. Um, let me ask you, like, what? What is it that you don't like about Guardians two? Um. You know, nothing. It's it's a really, really good movie. Well, I mean, there's something, because you've got it at what? Number six. Okay. Uh-huh. 
I don't know. You know, um, that's a good question. Um, it probably should be higher. I'll give you that. But, uh, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to ra- always rank higher because it was the first. And it was so good, and it was so different, and it was different than anything else, and it built a world, and mm-hmm. it, 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 it came out the gate. And when you see Guardians of the Galaxy 2, while it's an amazing movie in itself, it's the second one. You know, like, that's all been established. There was work done. There was a groundwork laid out. Yeah, and you have, I, in my opinion, you have to give that credit I, I to it. Guardians of the Galaxy One. I mean, that would be my argument. Okay, it's a good argument. So, can can you argue that Guardians of the Galaxy Two is better than Ant Man? Certainly, of course, it's a better movie than Ant Man. Yes, but Ant Man's up there for me because it was different and it was, you know, it was something. That's where, like, that's why I rank things high. And all of these movies is because they bring something new to the table. Yeah. And that's been my theme going through. And I thought... I agree. But I I still feel like... I feel like Guardians was so different. Uh, I don't feel like Ant-Man was as groundbreaking as any of the Guardians franchise. No, it certainly wasn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter one or two to me. I feel like even coming out with a second Guardians as soon as they did, is still just as groundbreaking as the first Guardians. I'll give you that, but I'm not saying that it's groundbreaking, Ant-Man. What I was saying is that it's 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 different in that it's small, and it's on the side, yeah. and it's a different type of movie. Yeah. You know, it's not better because it's more groundbreaking. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy is groundbreaking, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, in a way, is groundbreaking because to take such a big story and make it so small, yes. But, I mean, that's that's kind of where my head was at with that. Yeah, I get it. That's why I put it in the top 10. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think <laughs> Guardians is better. All of the Guardians are I don't better. know. Maybe it's that it took me by surprise so much, Ant-Man, in theaters. Maybe it was just... See, and I'm, I didn't get to see Ant-Man in... The movie theater. Yeah. I saw it after it was out. Surely that makes a difference. It, it absolutely probably does. Well, I'm Jerry, sure do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I do. Um, We're going pretty long, so we probably... Yeah. Ah, screw it. We'll go as long as we want. It's up to you. We're at 226. <laughs> so this is going to be the longest. That's fine. Um, Let me pull up my list again. So... Honorable mentions were going to be, first of all, what they you, didn't have to be Marvel, like at Marvel. Titles, I mean, I think. yes, this I'm, is this is Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, well, I'm trying to let me look to see if this was the case that it had. I can't remember. Just say it, and I'll tell you whether or not Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool is also in my honorable mentions. <laughs> Hallelujah! Because <laughs> I don't remember if it had Marvel Marvel in the beginning of the movie or not. It did. And I mean, I know it's a Marvel title normally um well i mean uh, the reason why in in my estimation why i'm counting deadpool and most other ones i would not but i'm counting it in the marvel cinematic universe because they yes, produce it don't they they distribute it produce okay. it one of the two okay point is it's made by fox right okay i understand so that. the reason it's in the marvel cinematic universe is because he makes mention of that universe he references, I believe, characters in the Avengers in that movie. 
which means it yes. takes place in the universe of the Marvel stuff, I believe. Okay. So that's that's why I had it in there. I think, I, I, I don't know. But um, again, Deadpool definitely is an honorable mention. It's not as good a movie as any of those, but it's, no, again, a because first. because it's a first, it's a standalone, it's a rated R. It's but that that's for me why it's a, a an honorable mention because it's it's a rated R movie. Yeah, I agree. And it's they made did something for adults. They did something completely different than every other movie ever did. Right. And they did what they wanted to do. Yes. Like Ryan Reynolds made that what he wanted it to well, be. And, that, and that's another big point of mine is that is a passion project. Yes, for from, years, for decade or more from Ryan is that, Reynolds. Is it that long? Yeah, he loves that character. He's been trying to make Gosh. that movie for ten, maybe more than that years. He got a shot at it. It was done poorly. And he did it, but he did it well when he did it. The way, the, the right way. Right. The way he wanted to do it. He made that footage um, that they leaked on YouTube, which got that movie made. Did you know that? No, I didn't know this. He wanted that movie made. Nobody would make it. He went out and had it produced a little short YouTube clip, which you can watch, and ha- and leaked it. It was basically a test screening. He leaked it on purpose? Leaked it on purpose. Okay. It got such a viral reaction that basically it forced Fox into saying, shit, all right, we'll give it a shot. Wow. So, I mean, and then it became huge, you know. And, you know, the only thing that sucks about Deadpool is that my son loves it and he's never seen it and he's not going <laughs> yeah. to see it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, you know, yeah, he's still, you, you know, but, um, it's great. And Deadpool two, I thought was fantastic, just as good as the first one, but I'm, I'm not putting it on an honorable mention right. because it's the second one, but so that was, that was my first honorable mention. What's yours? Uh, Deadpool. Oh, that's your first honorable <laughs> yeah, mention. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, so I will go with another one. Yeah, go ahead. Logan. That does not count. Why? No, that is not in the Marvel cinematic universe. How is it not? It's not. It's in the I mean, X-Men X- universe. X-Men are a Marvel title They're, they're in not, the comic book world. Uh, we're, we're not talking about comic books. We're talking Marvel Cinematic Com- Universe. But but there's no reference at any point in any X-Men title or any Wolverine or any Logan that it exists in the same universe there, as Marvel movies. There is a deal going on right now where Disney is going to have all access to Fox titles. I get it. And there and is Sony, and I believe there is a Marvel title card at the beginning of Logan. Yeah, but that's so, not the point. It's not in the same universe. It doesn't exist in the same universe. You told me if it had a Marvel title. No, no, I said if it had a Marvel title okay. and it existed in the same universe. Oh, so now you're adding. Now, I guess you could say Deadpool clearly exists in the X Men universe. Yes, in the movie because he's constantly referencing Wolverine. I think Wolverine has a cameo. He should. They fight each other. And Deadpool references the Marvel Universe, so that's what makes Deadpool special. He's a crossover. But well, he, they're tied together. But Deadpool breaks the fourth wall, so he can do that. Uh, this is like this is like seven... It's deep nerd stuff here. What, what's that called? Like seven things of Kevin Bacon? <laughs> yeah, six, seven, six degrees of separation. Six. No, seven degrees of Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Point is, Logan definitely does not count. Save it, put it in your back pocket so when we discuss top 10 greatest uh, comic book movies of all time. But okay. it does not count. Unless I'll give something you that, but I... changes and brings it in. But there's no reference. Oh, there's going to any... gonna be something that there's changes no... because 
Disney's going to be and that, Marvel are going to be making X Men movies. Then maybe those going forward will exist in the same universe. But I'm going to tell you, even if Disney made Logan, it would not count because it's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That means an interconnected universe that are all existing in the same reality. Well, then I can't tell you my next one. No, well, maybe you can't, but I'll tell you my next one, which is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, you didn't even put that in your top 10? No, I, I didn't. I haven't um, seen it, so I can't rank it. I wouldn't put it in my top 10, but um, we've talked about this movie before. How? Wait a minute. How did you not put it in your top 10 when you told me that it is probably the best comic book movie you've ever watched? Like, movie that's been that looks like a comic book Correct. or it has been made into a comic book. It's the best comic book movie of all time in the aspect of looking and feeling like a comic book. But we're ranking not comic book movies. We're ranking, you know, movies that happen to be about comic book based characters. I feel like it's a pretty low ranking movie then. Like that's not very good. Um, it's very, very, very good. In, it's in my honorable <laughs> mention. But it's different. Than it shows you how good ones. the rest of these movies are. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it's it's a very, very good movie in how it looks and how it feels and how it is a comic book leapt off the page onto the yeah. screen. Yep. That that would be, it's, other than that, it's not on the same level as those other movies. No. Hmm. That's do you, surprising. Do you have a number two since Logan doesn't count? Um, well, no. Okay. Let me, Logan doesn't count. X-Men First Class won't count. No. Uh, can I research? No. We no. don't have time for that, Jerry. We, no. You don't need to have any more. I have one more honorable mention, and that's Avengers, the first Avenger movie. And yeah. again, because I didn't think that it would be as good as it was. It had a lot of humor. Yeah. And it was a, the first superhero team-up movie ever. Yeah. So I guess that then I would oh wait a minute. I did have one because of uh because I moved it. I had eleven on my list originally and it was Iron Man three. Okay, that's a really good movie. I love Iron Man three. Shane Black. I've just recently watched it so when I was like dying of a fever and uh stuff, I watched it like two days in a row. Uh Grady and I watched it together and he loves it. Absolutely loves it. We watched it all the way through like two times in a row, I think. And it's amazing. Like I love I love that movie. Yeah. Um I would put it I, I do put it above the first Iron Man. Even though the first Iron Man was what I would say groundbreaking because it is like the first really big Marvel superhero movie. Um, and something that like threw superheroes in the face of, uh, like, America, right. basically. But I still feel like Iron Man three is a better put together story. I think they got, I think they got Iron Man as a character better, and I think it was far enough along to where he like refined himself and refined the character better, um, and made which made the story better. Right. I I could agree with that as a movie, yes, but. You know, on my list, it's because um, of other factors. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and and the beginning of it all. Yeah. Absent from all of our lists, by the way, is one that 
consistently makes number one or number two on most lists you find online, which is Black Panther. Mm. Yeah. I don't well, know. It's okay. I, 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 I wasn't a big believer in the hype. I mean, it was a no. good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. But I think maybe it's getting a little more just for its, like, you know, uh, cultural impact. And yeah. it did have a really big cultural impact, and I'll give it that. Huge. But as a movie and as a story, I don't think it was particularly, I mean, I guess it was particularly groundbreaking from a cultural aspect, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't know that it was. Story-wise, um, was a little bit lacking compared to others. Yeah. I think, like, uh, what's what's the what's that guy's name, the bad guy's name, Michael B. Jordan? Killmonger. Killmonger. That's a phenomenal character. Yeah, that was really good. He's really good. He's going to have his own story, right? Or his own thing. On, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think they're writing or have made or are making his own storyline. Huh. And Like, not not necessarily a movie, but I think they're doing a show. I okay. thought they were doing a on show. On the Disney app? Yeah. Oh, interesting. For him. I'll check that out. He's good. He's great. He's, oh, yeah. Uh, it's a phenomenal character. Bonafide it's, movie star right there. Yeah. If you have you seen Creed? Not uh the first one, yeah. yeah it's I, incredible. I have not seen Creed two. Creed two looks like it's gonna be really good. It's already out and out of it theaters. is? It's you missed it, bud. No way. I think it came out before Christmas. I, for real? Yeah. It might be still in theaters, I'm not sure. But Oh man, I'm way behind on that. <laughs> I definitely didn't think it was out yet. Yeah. So anyway, that's the top ten, folks. That's all we got. That's it. So we're not going to do what we're watching this time because because um, I haven't watched much, to be honest with you, and because time. Yeah, we don't have much time. So uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you got something out of this top ten that you didn't get before. Watch some of these movies. Give us feedback. That's yeah, what we sure. want. We'd like to hear more of your thoughts and what you'd like us to do. And also keep an eye out on social media because we're going to be really, we're going to be doing something with these giveaway stickers. So yes, you want to be a part of that for sure. Uh, you need a sticker for your laptop, a sticker for your car, a sticker to put on your trapper keeper, a sticker to stick on a sticker. Yeah. You're going to want these ones. You can stick it. I got clear back to like ones that can go on a window. They yeah. look really cool. We've got everything that you would need for a Snarf Talk sticker. Yeah. <laughs> All your Snarf Talk needs are met right here at Snarf Talk. With a sticker. <laughs> All right, folks. See you next time. We'll see you.